0: Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell along with Brad Pollock. This is an injury show. We are injury attorneys. We're here every week to teach you about a different injury subject, to give you information, to educate you, to teach you, try to give you a level playing field with the insurance company that's going to try to beat your claim, reduce your claim, mitigate your claim. And by the way, we do another show. It's a live show on Saturday mornings at seven o'clock that show is a call-in show live radio you can call in and ask us any question on any legal subject and we've been doing that for years all to help people this show uh that we do have been doing for years is an injury show we cover different injury subjects you know for example in the past we've covered everything from neck injuries back injuries how insurance companies perform surveillance on you what you need to do what you need to know you can watch any of our podcasts listen to our podcast watch the video podcasts, and you you can get the information and you can become educated and trained, and you can have an idea and have information what this insurance company is going to try to do once you've been injured in a claim. We've also done uh, shows on lanoaxial neck injuries, specific type of, type of neck injuries, uh, myofascial pain syndrome, uh, medical conditions. Uh, processing the claim, what you do at the scene of the accident. And if you go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, there's a button there that you can hit, and you can listen to our show on what exactly you need to know before, before you make the first call to the insurance adjuster after you've been injured in an accident or before they call you. Because sometimes they call you, catch you off guard, and you really, really don't know what to do. You really don't know what your rights are, but they do. They have their own legal game plan. You need your own legal game plan. That's what this whole thing is all about. We've, uh, we put our 30-plus years of experience into what we call a legal game plan. If you come into our law firm, if you've been injured, you get a free initial consultation. And as part of that free initial consultation, we give you a free legal game plan. A game plan on how the accident happened, how to win liability, how to win your damages, how to win your injuries. You need to know these things. The Insurance companies have their own legal game plan. Who do you have? Okay, today we're talking about the subject of how do insurance companies really, really value your claim. You've been injured in a car accident. That's our typical example. How do insurance companies really value the claim? And there's a lot of things go on. We're going to break it down to liability and damages. We're also going to tell you some things in the show I think are going to surprise you on, on their computer programs uh, when you think you're dealing with an adjuster. So, Brad, let's talk about liability, you know, the scene. At the scene, insurance companies start uh, uh, analyzing and start trying to beat you and value your claim before they've even met you, before they even talk to you, and, the, and then they usually start right at the scene of the accident.
1: Well, right. The, 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 the point of the insurance company, obviously, is, is to pay as little money as possible. Um, they, they've collected premiums, but the idea is not to spend those premiums on paying any kind of claims. They don't want to pay the claims and they want to pay as little as possible. So when they start out, they know that the first place is liability. Um, who caused the accident or who is responsible for the accident? Is there somebody else responsible for the damages, for the injuries, um, causation? Did the accident cause the injury? injuries or a mechanism of injury that they can argue, um, wouldn't apply or would apply? Um, they've got um, accident reconstructionists, they've got engineers, they've got people ready to go to plug in numbers that are going to cause them to be able to argue that you had a very minimal impact uh, or that the compartment that you were in, even if your car took a a significant blow, the compartment you were in didn't take a significant blow. So there's not much of an injury. So um, the first thing they're going to do when they go to value the claim and try and determine the claim is they're going to take what happened and they're gonna to try to analyze it and and reconstruct it in a way that they can blame you, the injured person, for part of the injuries, or they can blame a third party, someone not there insured, for the injuries or for the cause of the accident, having caused the accident, so they can get some of that percentage of liability off their shoulders.
0: You know, Brad and I have thirty years plus experience <coughs> each. Uh, you can put our experience to work for you. You can call us anytime at three oh three 795 5900 795-5900. In the mountains, you can call us at 970-870-8989. That's 870-89-89. Any anytime anywhere from the comfort of your own tablet, computer, iPad, phone, our website, champions of the Okay. So Brad just said an important thing, and very a few important things. One of the things is they the insurance company tries to blame you. You got this picture? You were rear ended. You were sitting at a stoplight. You were rear ended. I can't tell you how many people come in and say that, you know, this wasn't my fault. I was rear ended. Why is how and why is the insurance company trying to blame me when I didn't do anything wrong? Well, th- that's how they value. That's part of the process of how they value your claim. Well, you said, well, wait a minute, I've just got medical bills and I've got some, I've got some injuries. I went to the doctor. They're also going to look at liability to try to beat you, to try to blame you for part of the accident. If they can blame you, Brad, you know, we've covered the doctrine of comparative negligence before. Comparative negligence, comparing your negligence. and You said I didn't have any. Comparing your negligence against the negligence of their insured, the driver who hit you. If they can get you uh, blamed for part of the accident, they're going to reduce your damages, reduce your valuation, and that's how they do do it on liability. They they attack the area of liability first, meaning who's responsible and how much is each person responsible.
1: Well, that's you know you've got to understand this is what the game is all about. And um, when you say, "Wait a minute, I didn't do anything wrong," uh, you've got to watch out for the interview because they're going to call you up and they're going to want to talk to you about your case. Now, again, you have to understand. The insurance companies don't believe they need to play fair and they don't want to play fair. And so what? even though they're getting your statement and they have their own insured statement, they can take what their insured told them. They'll twist it. They'll turn it. They'll try and make it something that they can blame um, or that they can put some of the fault on you. Um, they'll, they'll be knowing what angles they're coming from. They'll act like really nice people, like nice interviewers, like right. they're really concerned, like it matters to them to help you. Um, they might even even indicate through their, their tone of voice uh, that they're that they're sympathetic to your position, but what they're trying to do is get you now to give them some information and or to say something that they can use against you that they've got recorded because they've got your permission to record it that indicates you were either going too fast or you weren't looking where you were going or you you didn't wait long enough to make your left hand turn or that you you came into the lane in front of their insured a little too soon or without giving them enough room to be able to maneuver. Uh, they're, they're going to do a lot of things they're going to be saying and doing that they're, they're doing and saying, not for the purpose of really discussing the case with you, but for finding ways to blame you for the, the accident.
0: If they can blame you, that's part of their valuation of their claim because at the end of the claim when they start to pay you or pay you for your, your injuries, Uh, Then they say to you, well, you were partly at fault. Therefore, we're going to reduce your payout by 20%, 40%, 45%, some percentage. And therefore, we normally would pay you here, uh, which is going to be a low ball estimate anyway. But then they're going to reduce it further by saying you were at fault. Now, one of the big instances and good examples is the fact that, um, let's say you were rear-ended. And you say, how could that be my fault? I was just sitting there. First of all, they're going to try to find out if you had your seatbelt on. There's a powerful statute in Colorado that affects you, hurts you, Cut your damages down, wax your damages if you weren't wearing your seatbelt. So that's one thing they try to find out right right away. And there's a, there's a statute that's in favor of the insurance company and against you on your on your damages. But Brad, let's talk a second about how they look into liability because and let's take a rear end car exam uh, rear end example on a car crash example because it's it's pretty typical. You're sitting at a stoplight or a stop sign. You get rear-ended, and as Brad said earlier, they try to attack the fact that there was, wasn't much property damage, therefore you couldn't be injured, and we can't cover all that today, but there are ways, ways to defeat that, ways to beat that argument by the insurance company. But what I want to talk about is sometimes they look, okay, we, we are insured, rear-ended you, we hurt you, we're sorry, uh, and then they go to the mechanism of injury and because they, they don't want your body to be turned, torqued, they don't want your head to be turned, and, and so they, they say to you there was no mechanism of injury. Maybe we rear-ended you, but there's no way you could be hurt because there's no mechanism mechanism of injury.
1: Right? They're gonna say, well, you know, this is just a normal, normal activity that you're gonna experience from time to time in daily life. It's no different than than sneezing or stepping off a curb accidentally, or or playing or being in bumper cars at the at the local um, amusement park. They're gonna they're gonna talk about how they're, um that this is something that you you. Sh- you, you really didn't have much impact on you. The forces that occurred weren't much on you. They were all eaten up uh, in the cars or they were diffused over the car, but they didn't come into you. Um, or, or if the car wasn't damaged, they're going to say, well, the car didn't have any damages and the force couldn't have been that big. Um, they're going to try and compare it to backing into a, a brick wall at a certain speed so they can lower the speed and compare it. Um, they're going to take all these different angles that they can, to to try to minimize the impact, the forces of energy, the forces of a, of the mechanism of injury that could have applied to you, and then say that this is not enough to hurt a person. It's not enough to hurt a human being.
0: You know, so, yeah. Sometimes you got your hand gripped around the steering wheel. Maybe you saw the impact coming. There's nothing you could do about it. Maybe you didn't. But then they say, well, you couldn't. You couldn't have sustained an arm injury. That's impossible. That's impossible under science. That's impossible under medicine. That's what they say. And they have these experts in their in their, legal, in their game plan against you. You need to have your own legal game plan. But they, they try to say you couldn't sustain an arm injury, you didn't hit your arm, you didn't bang your arm, you couldn't have sustained a head injury, you didn't hit your head. Well, there, there's other, there's rapid acceleration and deceleration uh, uh, modalities in science that do uh, support the fact that you, you do have a traumatic brain injury and you can get a traumatic brain injury from rapid acceleration and deceleration and you do not have to hit your head. But those are just a few examples, giving you the tip of the iceberg. They say you couldn't have injured your neck on the left side because the way you've described your body position uh, is against science. Therefore, you, you must be making this up. So we rear-ended you, we're sorry, but the way you're telling your story here doesn't match the science or the medicine of how you could injure the left side of your neck. Or how you could have a TMJ problem, a temporomandibular joint problem where your, your bite is off, it's painful, your jaw pops and clicks, you have to wear a, a splint, and that sort of thing. So that's how they attack it. But that, we're, now we're talking about the liability phase of, uh, of, the, uh, of the case, meaning the scene, who's responsible. They already, because that uh, pertains to your evaluation, they're already attacking that. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. This is a legal show. This is an injury show. We are injury attorneys. We're here for you. we got offices in Greenwood Village, Denver, Steamboat Springs. We do cases all over the state of Colorado. Big ones, medium ones, small ones, and we do them very well. Put our 30-plus years of experience to work for you. Give us a call at 303 795 5,900. Go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, because we are your champions of the people. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. You know, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. Brad has over 30 plus years of experience Doing this kind of work, I have the same thing over 30 plus years of experience. We've been together uh, for a very long time, over 30 years, helping people like you, helping injured people, helping their families, helping them put their lives back together again. An injury can be very devastating. Don't you let the insurance company convince you this is no big deal. They're there to beat you. Today, we're covering how the insurance companies really value these claims. First part of the show, we talked about liability, how they uh, uh, try to blame part of the accident on you. That's part of their valuation process because there are little computer programs that we're going to get to in a minute assign for your injuries a certain low-ball value. Not up here what the fair compensation is, but a low-ball value. And from there, they're going to start subtracting more because they're going to blame you for part of the accident. And you say, I was rear-ended. I can't do it. I don't, I don't understand. So, Brad, let's talk, let's talk about repricing the medical bills for a second because part of your claim is involving medical bills – you, and that's part of your, they have to pay you back for your medical bills. Even if it was paid by another source, they have to pay you for your medical bills. And so how do they go about doing this on the valuation of the claimant subject?
1: Well, we've talked a number of times um, in different shows about how uh, your medical bills are, are valued um, and what compensation you get for your medical bills as a result of being injured by a negligent party. Uh, But insurance companies have a new twist on it, and what they do is they realize that they can't take advantage of the amount that actually gets paid by the health insurance company or by Medicaid or Medicare or some other entity. Um, They they want to take the benefit, they want to have that benefit passed on to their negligent party, but the courts have said that's not right, that a negligent um, fault person, person who's committed some kind of fault shouldn't be able to take advantage. So the insurance company's next argument has always been, well, we should only have to pay what is the usual and customary fee and a reasonable and necessary fee. Those are big words, usual and customary and reasonable and necessary. And so what they do is they take a look at and they go after the um, the, the bills and they reprice them into different categories, different, giving them different codes, saying, doctor, you weren't doing these things that you should have been doing or, uh, to, to reach this code um, this particular code, this ICD code that's going to allow you to be able to, to collect a certain amount of money or they look and they say your care wasn't necessary at all and therefore you shouldn't have given it. Um, they'll even look at, at hospitals and say the hospitals are charging more than the usual and customary rate. They'll tell they'll tell doctors are charging more than the usual and customary rate. They have the insurance companies have nurses and they have, um, doctors and they have people who are trained in in determining or claim they are trained in determining the appropriate price for the care that was given in the particular uh, by the doctor at the particular time to reprice and say you're basically to all of them you're charging too much and uh, you're not charging what the usual and customary fee would be.
0: You know, and, and so it's in your neighborhood in, in your community wherever <laughs> your community is. Okay, let's just take your community and you might be this is this is going to shock you. You might go to, be, going to your doctor. Let's say you have a PCP named Dr. X. been going to Dr. X for 10 years, whoever that person is. And you ha- <clears throat> have health insurance, and health insurance company has been paying your medical bills. No problem. No contest. You go there for a physical, same thing. Now, now you're injured in a car accident, and you maybe go to the emergency room, and they say, we need to go to your, uh, your PCP for follow-up care. You go to your doctor. Same doctor you've been going to for 10 years. Now, the same charge, the doctor looks at you, examines you, does a clinical examination, you know, listen to your, uh, your subjective symptoms and has a plan, a treatment plan for you. Then they submit their bill. Now, the insurance company for the at-fault party, the one who injured you, can say and they usually do say in one way or the other, we're not going to pay that bill, that bill in full because the bill is not reasonable. It's not necessary. This is your own doctor's charge you've been paying for 10 years. But they have a computer program, that's one way they do it, that says they're going to reprice your bill. So if the doctor charged you $500 for that visit and maybe maybe an, took an x-ray, something like that, they're going to say we're going to pay you uh, $230 because $500 is not reasonable and necessary. This is the same doctor you've been going to for years, and they do that for every one of your treaters. They have these computer programs, you know, and, and they're called different names. We're going to try to get into that a little bit today, but we're just t- covering the tip of the iceberg. So they try to reprice your bills. Why? Brad, because part of your medical bills are part of your valuation of your claim. So they're going to try to prove you were at fault of the accident. That's liability. They're going to try to reprice your medical bills, get them down. And they and when you ask them, when you ask them, well, wait a minute, what, what, why is this? Why are you reducing this bill? Because they'll tell you it's not it's not fair and reasonable, and our computer program says it isn't, although they don't usually try to mention the computer program.
1: Well, you know, the, the, the amount of the medical bills forms one of the basic stands or more of the basic legs of your claim and so they know they need to attack that and they know they need to attack it by one saying either the care wasn't wasn't necessary or by saying the bill was too high the doctor just overcharged and that's what they want to do and so they're going to go in they're going to make that that claim they're going to attack your doctor and you want to make sure your doctor is on board to protect you because if you're following your doctor's advice and doing what the doctor says The the doctor should be willing to come forth and say, look, you you know, this patient followed my advice, did what I said, and therefore the, the bill's appropriate. The funniest thing you get to is if you don't follow the doctor's advice, then the insurance company will come in and say you didn't follow the doctor's advice and therefore, you shouldn't get any money because you weren't following the doctor's advice.
0: Right. They say, they say you didn't, you weren't a compliant patient, <laughs> therefore you're responsible for your own injuries. You could have helped yourself better. You could have done things better. So on your injury, you didn't follow the doctor's instructions. You didn't take the medication. You say, well, the medication upsets my stomach. Well, he prescribed it or she prescribed it, and you didn't do it. This is how they do these things. You need to, ha- you need to know all these things. You need to have attorneys that know all these things. You can come see us anytime for a free initial consultation. or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Now, Brad just touched on an interesting, very important, critical point. And that is, so you go to the doctor. The doctor says, maybe you need some uh, physical therapy. I'll write you a script for physical therapy. Here you go. Off you go. Then the insurance company later says, uh, you didn't give a good effort in the physical therapy sessions. Or you were a no-show one time out of 12. Or... Those physical therapy sessions were excessive. Yeah, but my doctor prescribed them for me. Well, our computer program, we think they were excessive, so we're not going to pay for those. We're not going to put put those as part of the valuation of your claim. We're going to deduct those. We're going to reduce your claim. And this is the way it works. You know, Brad, you go through all these conservative modalities of treatment and they can't have it both ways. And both ways means, number one, they say, well, you didn't go to the protocol. You didn't go to therapy, and you should have. Number two is you had too much therapy. It was excessive treatment. You went to the chiropractor too many times. Let's just talk about that a second.
1: They're going to argue both ways, and they're going to try and have it both ways. They're going to look, and they're going to say, look at this one doctor you didn't go to enough. You should have gone to more. And of course, they're not going to say, here's the money you should have had in— to be able to go to that doctor, and then they're going to say, and you went to this other doctor too much, and you shouldn't have gone to that doctor anymore, regardless of what the advice of the doctors were. Uh, you should have been making up your own mind, but then the minute you make up your own mind and decide to try to manage your own care, they're going to say you're not able to manage your own care, and you should have been doing what the doctors say, Because and when you didn't, you caused your own injuries or you failed to recover timely. Um, so, you know, the bottom line is when the insurance company is valuing your claim, they're looking for whatever they can say, they, whatever they, they say is wrong, whatever they can say in 2020 hindsight, they don't believe should have occurred. And believe me, they, have, they can be very compelling and very argumentative about what you should have done with 2020 hindsight and why now you shouldn't get paid for that medical care.
0: Or you should be paid next to nothing, and you need attorneys that know how to fight this. You need to know how to fight it. That's why we do these shows. Okay, let's talk about the bigger picture, Brad. So we've talked about liability, we've talked about repricing your medical bills, <clears throat> even when you've been to that doctor for ten years. And so let's talk about the bigger so the bigger picture. They're going to finally give you a, a, an offer to settle your case, uh, and there's categories of damages which we don't have time to go into today. We've covered in a different show, but they're, they're going to give you a valuation and an offer, and they use computer programs, and they have these programs. And one of the programs was called ACE, A-C-E. Basically, the programs was designed to reduce their payouts. There was another program, are you ready for this, called Bring Back a Billion. What do you think that means? Bring back a billion dollars to this insurance company. And how are we going to do it? Part of the way we're going to do it is through claims. You can figure that out. If an insurance company saves $1,000 on a million claims, how much money is that? So you see where the motivation is. Let's, Brad, let's talk about these computer programs and their valuation because, uh, you know, they say, this is all we're going to offer you. Take it or leave it. And sometimes they don't even offer you the amount of your medical bills.
1: Well, Ace, Bring Back a Billion, Colossus, all these different programs, are uh, insurance company programs, which, first of all, you know you have to start questioning some of these computer insurance programs when you, as the, the, the injured person, And where we as personal injury lawyers start saying, okay, give us the basis, tell us the program, tell us how you wrote the program, tell us what's involved in the program and how it calculates, and they say, no, we're not going to give you anything of that. We're going to tell you this is the value of your case, and we've done it through this particular source or this particular program, and that's what we come up with. And you start saying, well, how are they valuing different elements of your case? And what are they valuing? Because you've got to understand that by utilizing these programs, most insurance companies are artificially lowering the value of your claim. They plug in such things as damage to your vehicle, um, expected length of treatment, expected cost of treatment, and a number of other objective variables before determining a value. However, they leave out certain things that are very important. They don't take into account things like pain and suffering. They don't take into account things like the duration of your pain and suffering. They put in their numbers for what the cost will be for your future care. They put in their numbers for what they think your medical injuries will, your medical expenses will be. Now, when you start trying to figure that out and find out what they're using, they won't tell you. So you can't compare your numbers to their numbers for apples and oranges.
0: And, they, you know, they don't want you to go see an attorney, but what that happens to do, let's say your medical bills are $19,000 and you you have injuries to recover over and above that. Your claim is worth much more than $19,000. And let's say they, they run it through and they offer you $14,000, take it or leave it for everything. And, and so you don't even have enough money to pay, pay your medical bills. And that's their offer. Then you are forced to file a lawsuit. Then they say, you're greedy. Then they say, you know, your lawyers are greedy. All these lawyers are greedy. You're greedy. What about them? What about the fact they won't even pay you your amount of medical bills? we got another show on the fact that you can't bring some of these issues up at trial, so the jury never knows that they didn't even offer you enough to pay your medical bills. The jury never hears that because that's part of settlement negotiations. So the big point here is got these computer programs and internal programs where they're going to reduce or try to mitigate the amount of money they pay you on the claim. And they do it through different ways, CPT codes, treatment notes, that sort of thing. But you need to know that happens. You can call us anytime. Our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We've got offices in Greenwood Village, Denver, and Steamboat Springs. Put our 30-plus years of experience each to work for you with our free initial consultation and our free legal game plan. That's what you need. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. We are injury attorneys. We do the show to educate you, to teach you about different injury subjects each week. Hopefully you get a level playing field and get on a level playing field with the insurance company is going to try to beat your claim. Okay, Brad, so a couple of takeaways for today is just understand that they're going to attack your case. They're going to try to, re- how, and how they value it, they're going to try to blame you for the accident. And let's just remind everybody about medical bills and the overall valuation.
1: Well, from the very beginning, they're going to attack your bill, your, your claim. They know where to attack it. The medical bills are one of the first places. The damage to your vehicle is one of the first places. They're going to want to talk about the fact that the damages to your vehicles aren't very high. The cost of repair isn't very high. So they try to get you to go with their appraisers, with their adjusters, with their shops that maybe charge less, use different kinds of parts, aftermarket parts, or they do something else that keeps the value of the and the cost of the repair to your vehicle down. Because if they can keep these basic numbers down and attack those, they can attack the ones that don't have basic numbers because if they're using any kind of modifier or multiplier off that, they've they've created a, a lesser number that they're beginning with. So the, from the very beginning, before you ever even get in that accident, they've got themselves set up with different people, different companies, different entities, they're going to take these basic elements and keep them as low as possible.
0: Right, and we can't cover every subject today. You can call us anytime, 303 5900 or our website championsofthepeople.com because we are your champions of the people we'll see you next week